you did and make it all right. I'm not sorry for you. You'd have left Billy too, just like you left me. I bet you left him plenty of nights. Whenever J.C. whistled, I wouldn't treat a dog that way. I guess you thought I was so old and ugly. You didn't owe me any explanation. You didn't need to be careful of me. There wasn't anything I could do about you and her. Why should you be careful of me? You didn't love me. Look at me. promptly at eight in the private dining room. Those who are tardy do not get fruit cup. Well, Dr. Thorndike, may I say... Charles! Goodbye. Do you see what I mean? What I'm trying to tell My you is... Goodbye.
specifically what those changes might be? Well, for one thing... I am Paul Brucho. Steady! How do you do? I am Dr. Frankenstein. This is my assistant, Inga. May I present Frau Blucher? I wonder what's got into them. Your rooms have been prepared, Herr Doctor. If you will follow me. Igor, uh, would you bring the bags as soon as you're finished, please? Yes, Master. After you, Frau Blucher. Joanna's Aunt Mona is here. I can't believe my little Joanna's getting married. It's crazy. What? What you ordered? Hope you like it. You make some food for the men. It's outside, just like you said.
coming on 90 fucking three, and I haven't eaten meat for a long, long time. I love Frank. Is he married? Is he? There's no reason to eat animals. When you're eating one, you think, ooh, I'm eating an animal that just lost its life. Step out of your dark shadow. Anything takes a little getting used to, but when you realize what you're really doing, you're saving the earth. I don't eat animals. You don't want to either. Be a little progressive. If you wouldn't eat a dog, why would you want to eat a turkey? I'll end with that. So, welcome, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I know it's it's been a minute, and I and I made you listen. There's a reason why I made you listen, because you know I was inspired to do this years ago before I was a podcaster. I remember I was turn I turned on the television, Music of the Heart came on, and who's in it? Floris Leachman. Cloris Leachman was in everything. And I thought, a lot of people don't really, because she was in everything. Television, film. I don't think she was an EGOT. She didn't have a Tony. Um, she is the most nominated actor, I think, in the Emmys of all time. won an Academy Award, a British Academy Award, Golden Globe, Daytime Emmy, Emmy Award, Primetime Emmy. She was born Cloris Leachman, April 30th, 1926. She died January 27th, 2021. She was the eldest eldest of three daughters, and you're going to hear in her Oscar acceptance speech, acceptance, talk about her father, Buck Leachman, who paid the bills. What a what a interesting funny lady who had a lot of history in television and in film. You could say maybe that television was her day job because she did a lot of supporting roles. A lot of supporting roles. She was on Lassie, oh lord. After winning a scholarship in the Miss America pageant, placing in the top 16, Leachman studied acting under Aaliyah Kazan at the Actors Studio in New York City. She had been cast as a replacement for the role of Nellie Forbush during the original run of Roger and Hammerstein's South Pacific. A few few years later, she appeared in the Broadway-bound production of William Ng's Comeback Little Sheba, but left the show before it reached Broadway when Catherine Hepburn asked her to co-star in a production of William Shakespeare's As You Like It. Leachman was slated to play the role of Abigail Williams in the original Broadway cast of the Arthur Miller seminal drama The Crucible, but the, the, the production played four preview performances at the Playhouse Theater in Willington, Delaware from January 15th to the 17th in 1953. Prior to opening on Broadway on January 27th, However, Leachman left the production the day before opening night in Willington. 
Willington, Lip Willington, with the Madeline Sherwood um, assuming the role. Leachman's name was heavily publicized prior to the production's opening, and her name still appeared in the printed program. A sign appeared at the box office. Oh my. She was in television, she was in film. But like I said, she was in everything. If you were to turn on the TV now, and maybe now and then came on that coming of age with Rosie O'Donnell and Christina Ricci and Thora Birch and Melanie Griffin, and she plays the grandmother, or Music of the Heart, where she plays the mother or the grandmother, or an old rerun of The Facts of Life from the 80s, she took over Mrs. Garrett's role. A lot of people don't remember that, but I remember it. She had such a long career. She was an activist. She did Neat Meat. She was on. She was part of PETA. She credited being a vegetarian to her long life. She lived to be 94 years of age. She outlived so many of her contemporaries, including Mary Tyler Moore. In fact, in 2021, so many of the cast of Mary Tyler Moore died, the last one being Betty White. Now, Cloris Leachman's career, I mean, she never stopped working. She just kept on going. She was on Family Guy. She was on television. She was... Oh, whoa. Oh, she's got some stuff in the can, too. Oh, Lord. She's got another one coming out. I'm looking at her IMBD because that's a credible source. Wikipedia people can change things. So if you ever do your project or paper on and you use Wikipedia's site sources, don't be surprised if your teacher dings you because that's a big no-no. It's a big no-no. Now, if we go down, whoa. See, this is why I wanted to do this. On, I loved Cloris Leachman. Yes, I didn't know her. But I always felt like, okay, if she's on television, we're, we're good. If she's in the movie, we're good. Mm. Okay. She made her debut at Carnegie Hall, Dancing Nightclub patron. She was uncredited. For, she was in the Ford Theater Hour TV series 1948. NBC Presents 1949. The Actors Studio 1948 to 49. She was on the Craft Theater, Hallmark Hall of Fame. This is, of course, before it became, you know what. She was on the Suspense series. She was the Philip Morris Playhouse, The Mask, Kiss Me Deadly. This is a long resume. She was on Lassie from 1957 to 1958. She was on the Loretta Young Show. If you don't remember, Loretta Young was an actress. She, A lot of those actors from the later years went to television, including Donna Reed, you know, from It's a Wonderful Life. She was on Gunsmoke from 1956 to 1961. She was on the Donna Reed Show. The Twilight Zone. Oh, Lord. The Untouchables. Oh, Route 66. Laura May. General Electric Theater. The New Breed. Going My Way, the TV series. Sunset, a 77 Sunset Strip TV series. 
The Defenders, A Man Called Shenandoah, TV series, Shenandoah, Perry Mason, 1966. Okay. Ah, I don't... When was her first film, though? I'd have to go to a different list. Because she was in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. She played Agnes. She played a, a, a lady of the night. I won't say the other word because I, I have a lot of respect for Cloris Leachman. The role that she's really known for, besides Frau Blucher, was The Last Picture Show. And The Last Picture Show, I played that at the beginning of the podcast. In fact, she won for that performance. And she said to Peter Bogdanovich, who we lost this year, that she could do it better. Even though she won the Oscar, she still said, I can do it better. Isn't that interesting? That's a perfectionist right there. She was in a lot of Mel Brooks films. A lot. From Frau Blucher and um, Young Frankenstein to Nurse Diesel and uh, High, High Anxiety. My friend, a friend of this show, Mr. Carlos Delano, loves High Anxiety. In fact, recommended it to me. But... Many of my parents' generation and the continuing generation know Phyllis, or Phyllis, they know Miss Cloris Leachman as Phyllis Lindstrom from the Mary Tyler Moore show from 1970 to 1977. She even had a spinoff called Phyllis, where her character moves back to San Francisco. There is a versatility of Cloris Leachman such an interesting character and she was first and foremost a character actor she wasn't a leading lady she knew her audience and that's how she continued that's how she continued and she was funny she was so funny and she was able to just make light of things. She had had deaths in her family. I believe she lost one of her children to drugs. And but she pressed on. And that's a true testament to a performer. Because when you do this it's about the work. She was even in Ellen DeGeneres before the talk show had a sitcom and I think she played Ellen's mom in it. Let's see. This of course is Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, that dumb awful girl who lives upstairs that Bess likes. 
I signed a year's lease for you. You signed a lease before you even saw the place? Wait till you see the view. It's absolutely incredible. tragically. Oh, I'm sorry. Your husband passed away? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> oh, Joe, I'm sorry. Joe, you, you guys remember Joe, right? This is Nancy and Cindy and Sue Ann. Hi, hi, hi. How's it feel being back in Peekskill? Oh, it's great. Well, so, Beverly Ann, tell me, what do you hear from Mrs. Garrett? Cindy, I'm dying to know about your life as a model. Oh, it's just your typical glamorous job. So see, I forgot that that Cloris Leachman played Mrs. Garrett's sister because Mrs. Garrett, I think she got married. 
and she left. I think that's what happened. Now, here we go. Cloris, which she was in a lot of movies. <laughs> she wanted to have a drink. <laughs> um, she was in everything. She was even in, oh my God, remember the little Olsen twins? She was in a movie, I think it was a TV movie called Double, to- Double, Double Toil and Trouble. And she played a twin. Yeah. Uh, you, you've got it. It was kind of rinky dink. Here we go. You're wasting your time, half pints. It's after midnight. It's not working. Even if you knew the incantation, it wouldn't do you any good. It's after midnight. <laughs> oh, never mind, girls. You tried. Trying doesn't bring home the bat wings, does it? Remember my cat? Yes. I've decided to turn each of you into a little mouse and sick my cat on you. Won't that be amusing? No sense of humor. Thanks for trying to save my life. I love you. I love you too. And you know what? I don't really mind being twins. Me neither. It makes both of us special. And I don't care if people make dumb jokes about us. Or if mom dresses us alike. I'll always want to be a twin sister no matter what. I'll always want to be your twin sister too. Ah! Okay, we're going to pull away because, yeah, kind of ridiculous. But see what I mean? She was playing twins against a real set of twins, Uh, the Olsen twins. But, you know, they're they're in obscurity right now, laughing all the way to the bank. But Cloris Leachman, like I said, (laughs) she was in everything. Gentlemen, the lamb! Oh, 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 oh,
It's rocky, I tell you, rocky. Big snail on the open ray. I'm gonna That is Cloris Leachman as Frau Blucher, which I guess means glue. What a long career. Very long. Very hilarious. And that's why I wanted to talk about her. Is because she was she was in everything. Okay. She won so many Emmys. She was in so many films. She was on Perry. Like I said, she was in Perry Mason. She won the Oscar for The Last Picture Show. And then her work with Mel Brooks. She appeared in three of his films. First Young Frankenstein, High Anxiety, and Madame Defarge in History of the World Part 1. She wrote an autobiography called Chloris, My Autobiography. 2009 it was co-authored by her ex-husband George England and then she knew a lot of people she knew Marlon Brando because they were all at the actor's studio together like I said if you if you were to put on a film right now okay she's in it I, I, it, it's kind of similar to you know how everyone's connected to Kevin Bacon which is kind of like mm. alright she was in everything she was in coming of age tales she was in did she make an appearance on Hot in Cleveland she might have like I said she was 94 years young she had a very very long life 
in a very long career. And if I can, okay, here we go. Okay, first film was Carnegie Hall in 1947. She's uncredited. All right. Whoa, she was in everything. Music of the Heart, The Iron Giant, Bad Santa. Oh, my God. I remember Bad Santa. See what I mean? In terms of the, the, the different generations, the younger generations... See, they don't know about Chloris, but she's in all these films that they've watched. He does look kind of still, does he? Hey, Granny. Hey, Granny. Hey there, Granny. Oh, Granny. <laughs> Are you spry? Let me fix you some sandwiches. Should I fix you some sandwiches? <laughs> See what I mean? The, it, her, her whole thing is, let me fix you some sandwiches. Now, in 1972... Cloris did something many television stars hadn't done yet. She would later be followed by Art Carney, who would win for Harry on Tonto, which is hilarious. Here we go. said in the last picture show I fought all my life against whatever he said and I feel I fought all my life against cliches and look at me I'm a hopeless cliche <laughs> I can't uh, thank anybody I feel that we all have are part of each other that we've all contributed and we work together and we're all the same people and uh, I love you all for for all the experiences I've had except that I want to say to Cornelia Williams Hurlbut my first piano teacher and Rose Lorenz <laughs> my dancing teacher in Des Moines and uh, my father Buck Leachman who paid the bills <laughs>
finally, my mother, whose imagination and, and funny sense of humor and almost water, Walter Mitty uh, life herself led to all of this. And I am deeply honored. Thank you. So there was no slaps. And see, I'm going to get real here. That was when an Oscar actually meant something. When you actually won, there was no hype. There wasn't any precursor awards. And she was genuinely grateful. Now it's like, let me thank my agent and let me thank. She also won in television. in sixth grade. They passed around a little book with a person's name, each person on each piece of paper, and, and, and you write down what you think about that person. And I was heartbroken to read under my cute but silly. And I thought, huh. that's all I thought at the time. But for those sixth graders, episode where we get high. Mama falls in love with a guy played by Tommy Chong. Are you behind the scenes? Hubert! I love Hubert if I can remember him. <laughs> Sounds like we're in a pickle. Dude, how good would a pickle be right now? Of course, they had to bring the expert highness in here. Get my uh, love interest high here. And I do. Or do I? Yes. <laughs> I'm just hanging with a friend. And if ten pizzas show up, they're for me. Sex scenes take a long time. Because <laughs> neither one of us can remember. What happens now? I don't think they're taking the hint. That's the sound I make when I'm trying to put my vomit down. Wait, wait. Tommy. You're making a big mistake. In the name of the people of France. 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 
We place you, King Renui, under arrest. But, dot, 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 you don't understand. Take him away. <laughs> she was in everything. I mean, there, there. Here, let me. This is, this is, I think, Me TV did this. This is a tribute to Chloris. How can you bear it? How can you bear to let him? Why don't you do something about it? Why did you let him stay here in the first place? Him and the others. Paying nothing for food and liquor, leeching off your stock. I couldn't stop it. You could have tried. Oh, What's going on here? What are you doing in my apartment? To the kids. We thought maybe you could tell us. Please, please believe me. I've got to know. I came all the way from Paris to settle this. I've got to know. Listen to me. You've never been in Paris. You've been in a hospital in Arizona. Yeah. Well, I'm little Bo Peep. <laughs> Look, lady, I don't know what you're doing here, but this is my room. That's what. That's what I'm doing here. It's a real good thing that Anthony goes in the barn. A real good thing. Agnes, he isn't even around. Not you even don't so. Have to keep saying. Even so, it's nice that he goes in the barn. It's real nice. We mustn't think anything bad about him, Amy. But he isn't even around. You're making a big mistake, Flory. I won't have you nor nobody else meddling around where you don't belong. I mean, you don't belong here, Marshall. Now get on your horses. Shouldn't have said you were leaving, Jim. What else could I do? Could have said you loved me. I don't. Couldn't you have lied just once? He laughed. He had that funny little boy laugh. And then he said, the ideal time in the ideal place for the ideal people. This is his lucky day, I guess. Why? I've never seen you so concerned about a man before. It's the first man ever needed me. Like old times. No olives. I never drank a martini in my life. Such a long time ago. Forgot. What can I do for you? I left my pipe. You left your pipe? <laughs> I struggled to maintain my poise though my senses were reeling. I tried to enjoy the concert, even though she was snapping her fingers to Mozart. And that's me TV doing a really beautiful tribute. That's everything. Well, not everything, but that's that gives you kind of a rundown of what a long career, what a long resume. And then in the entertainment business, that's what people want is that resume. Now, today, it's more of a flash in the pan. But back in the day, that long filmography, that resume, that made you timeless. So it didn't matter what kind of awards you won, although it didn't hurt, or where you were in your career. If they needed grandma or if they needed auntie or someone along those lines who they're going to call they're going to call Frau Blucher they're going to call Floris Leachman now I had read somewhere I think it was uh, Lorna Luff and Joey Luff who were Judy Garland's kids 
they used to spend time <coughs> with Cloris Leachman and her family because they all lived in the same neighborhood. And Cloris Leachman knew that there was trouble at home and that Judy Garland was in the depths of her addictions. And she basically would fix them dinner and she would invite them over and just be motherly to them. And Lorna Luff said she never forgot that, how kind Cloris Leachman was and, and never brought up the troubles that were going on. She would just have them over, make them dinner. And that's what she was known for. Her kids even said it was funny how she would come home after work and just fix something and boom. Oh, here we go. She was in Butch Cassidy. Young man, I know you're a lion thief and so do you, but who knows to look at you? Get yourself out front fast. You just ride through town about five minutes ago. You do this right, I'll get you an old dog to kick. Here, room nine, the top of the stairs. You drive me crazy staring out the window like that. I swear to you, sweet face can handle it easy. You wouldn't dare louse me up. He's that scared of me. Hey, kid. Now, how can I give Agnes the concentration she deserves with you sticking your nose out the window like that? <laughs> she played Agnes, a lady of the night, Butch Cassidy, and the Sundance Kid. And so that's really what I wanted to do was to talk about this funny, bold, thoughtful, iconic mother, grandmother, auntie. I mean, she played everything. Mima from April 30th, 1926, born in Des Moines, Iowa. Died January 27th at the age of 94, 2021. 
in Encinitas, California. Her alma mater, Northwestern University, she was an actress, model. First and foremost, she was a comedian. And so, that is our show, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. It's talking about this timeless comedian. She did it all. She made you laugh. She made you cry. She made you think. She made you go, what the fuck? And I didn't want to play any interview clips because I thought, we've all seen Cloris Leachman in interview clips. She was on Watch What Happens Live. I'm not going to give them the satisfaction. She did say some interesting things about Paul Newman. But like I said, I was watching Butch Cassidy one evening a couple years ago, and there she was. And I thought, whoa, is that Cloris Leachman? And then I realized she was in everything. She, her character, Agnes, is a lady of the night. She's kind of got like almost like a mullet extended hairdo, kind of like a Reba McIntyre from the 80s. Um, but yeah. And she always had something to say. She was in um, a really cute coming of age movie I think I talked about now and then where her character plays this grandmother and she's just, she's always, <laughs> there's a funny moment where she's talking to the girls and they want to know about this tragedy that happened and she's giving them lemonade and she's like and then she hears the honk the horn it's like oh Nettie oh Maud she, girls I'd love to stay in chat but I got an old uh, bingo tournament now get out get out and, and she's telling all these little girls to get out oh teenagers and she gets in that car and her friends like hurry it up and, and they speed off and they're like they must really love bingo I don't know if it was maybe something else. Maybe maybe they were going to meet men or weed. I don't know. Hey, she did Raising Hope with Tommy, Tommy Chong. So I don't know. I don't know. But this has been a labor of love talking to you about Cloris Leachman. Uh, this also made me think of my good friend, Julie, who is my friend, my former professor. And I remember we talked about Cloris Leachman when she died and how Cloris Leachman was just always there she was in everything television wise and she was in these movies and so she almost became a part of your growing up because if you you know throughout the years you would always see her in something whether it was a remake of the Beverly Hillbillies the TV or the movie whether it was in that weird little Olsen, Olsen Twins TV movie. She was on Family Guy. She matched wits with Betty White. So yeah. <coughs> Cloris Leachman is an icon. And we will not... I, I, we won't ever forget her. There's so much film and television. Reels upon reels. Of Cloris Leachman. Academy Award winner. Emmy winner, Daytime Emmy winner, British Academy Award, BAFTA winner, Golden Globe winner. She didn't win a Tony. That's too bad. Then she really would have been an EGOT. But that's the other thing. I don't think that was her goal in life was to be an EGOT. Her goal was to live a long life and to continue working. She was a character actress. She wasn't a leading lady. That says something in this business. 
everybody wants to be the leading lady and only one person can get it and they are fighting tar and feather for it and there's Cloris Leachman like I'll play the witch <laughs> I'll play Frobler <laughs> so yeah this is this has been fun the cinephiles the TV files who all know about Cloris Leachman we know about her humor her versatility as an actress she learned that from the actor's studio so as always unpleasant dreams thank you Cloris for entertaining us for 70 years and even though you're gone in the flesh you continue to delight us and entertain us and make us all laugh and think into this next decade Unpleasant dreams. <laughs>